0: this week's lo fi top 5. Jeremy, how are you now?
1: Doing pretty well. I would say I'm doing I'm like at least an 8.
0: Are you an 8? I I am I'm, I'm leaning towards a 9. I might be a 9 today. Why are we doing this with numbers, JT? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe it's because this week we are doing the top 5 movies with numbers in the title. Jeremy, this was your creation. Uh I was skeptical. I am no longer skeptical. How was your list making, my friend? My list making was awesome. This was, (laughs) I have way too many.
1: We're going to have to use the social media to get the rest of the list out. Otherwise, this will be one of those three and a half hour episodes. Like, (laughs) I had no idea when I wrote this down as an idea that there were so many. But to give a context, I went counting in the IMDb Top 250 alone, there's 22 titles. So even if we had no opinions and we just let the internet decide things, there'd be enough content here for a full episode.
0: Yeah, I had a similar thing. Like when you first did this, I thought it was cool because I've never seen anybody do it, which is exciting. And then I was like, oh, but that's gonna be hard. And then I came up with like four bad ones and then sat down to actually do it and wound up having way more than I thought. And then, like, wanted to – this is one of the times when I did want to check my, my work a little bit. So I, similar to what you just said, went and found some stuff and was like, oh, I'm forgetting even more. And I had a ton to begin with. So, yeah, this, uh, this turned into, like, a really fun list. Uh, one thing I'm excited to see is how your list skews because in the sense of, like, genre – Because Uh, there is no defining feature here. It just has a number in it, which means that my list took a path that I was like, I don't know if I want this to take this path. But then I was like, yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to change it because it's actually really good. But that also leads us into uh, we talked last week about when you have a hard time with spreadsheets and your rubric is, is there a defining feature? So, Jer, do you have a spreadsheet this week? I I do, JC.
1: It's a little limited compared to to previous entries. I only came up with like one interesting new category, but I've sort of decided because of how much it disappoints you when I don't take the time to make a spreadsheet (laughs) for our little podcast here, I decided that no matter what, I'll always have a spreadsheet, even if there's just one category called like Jeremy's opinion or something like that.
0: I love this. Good. That's what I want to hear. You're doing the right thing. Okay. All right, buddy.
1: Now, I will say, I did spend some time, so here are the categories this week. Uh, we got movie, we got cast, we got a, we got the old old chestnut. I gotta find out why that's a phrase. I'm
0: sure there's a good reason. It's one of my favorites. I don't know why it is, but it literally is one of my favorite things to say. Oh, that old chestnut. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm only saying it because you said it to me the other day, so (laughs) rewatchability is kind of your go-to, it's a pretty good one. I think for the the way we do our podcast, we lean more into movies we like watching more than once, as opposed to, you know, a certain movie, which we'll be talking about later later this week, that I gotta say I don't need to see again for the rest of my life. It was brilliant, but it has no number in its title, so I can't talk about it.
0: Uh, Nice teaser,
1: go ahead. All right. The, the column of choice, though, is, and I don't, I don't have like a good label. Like if I was trying to make a pretty looking spreadsheet, this would be way too long. But it's basically numerical relevance for the plot.
0: Uh, that is a that hard wrap text. Hard wrap <laughs> text.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like four, it's four rows high. I didn't yeah. do a merge cell. <laughs> left a line verticalize the text collab- co- collaborative filter all sorts of stuff going on
0: yeah that's fun but actually that is fun though I hadn't thought of that that's a good one. so if it's that if that's the one it's a it's a it's a damn good one because I didn't think about that at all
1: <laughs> like well I was, you know I was trying I wanted to make you happy JT and that was what I came <laughs> up with I will say I was trying to have some fun in the spreadsheet where I used the number from the title as a way of doing a thing, but it just totally wasn't working in any given way because there are movies with a one and there were movies with numbers larger than one. Right. So what can you do? I will say, I think we could have made this a- another one of those two parters. This could have been like m- like zero through 10 and then double digits and up or something. Yeah. Because I got enough out of the Pong list to easily make a whole nother list with.
0: Yeah, that, I, it's funny. I was thinking the same thing is I was like, you know what? How would I dissect this so that we get to do this again? Because I'm leaving stuff out of like my top five. I'm leaving stuff out of Pong. I was like, there's enough here to do more here. So listen, maybe we'll revisit it. Maybe we won't. But uh, the first thing we need to visit is Jeremy, do you have a Shawshank this week that is a category definer for movies with numbers in the title? I do not. I do not. Do you? You know, I I don't. I had one that I was like, this feels like it should be it, and then I was like, yeah, but no, not really because there this isn't a category. <laughs> so, so it's not like it's not like a thing that people be like, oh yeah, when I think of, you know, movies with numbers in the title, I always think of Blah blah. I don't think there's there is one of those. So I also don't have one.
1: Yeah, I think if there was a movie named like 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10, that could have been the Shawshank. Sure. But there is no such movie, thankfully.
0: No, there's probably a Sesame Street episode though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the electric company is the Shawshank of this week's episode. (laughs) All right. No Shawshank. I think we have not had a mutual zero Shawshank entry, gosh, since like last year.
0: Yeah, even aside from that dad joke, (laughs) I actually don't think we, I can't think of a time that we've never had a Shawshank. It's probably happened either. I don't think so. Well, we'll have
1: to go do some research in the archives.
0: Yeah. Hey, listeners, if you remember an episode where we didn't have a Shawshank, you should tweet about it. (laughs) Um, Which also means I think this week is my turn to go first. Is that correct, keeper of the person who goes first, Jeremy?
1: It sure is, JT. (laughs) You get to kick us
0: off. I pick, you lead, you pick, I lead. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So... Oh, where do I want to start? Dude, my list took such a weird turn this week, and I don't know how I'm necessarily going to handle it as far as like picking stuff. I'm going to start with the one that I almost, almost, almost Shawshanked, and I think it's going to be a dead giveaway even if I just give you the date. But the date is November 19th, 1956, with a 98 on Metacritic and the number 19 movie of all time, according to IMDb. <sighs> Oh, this is off
1: of my pong somewhere because I remember reading those same crazy numbers on something. Uh, But where is it? Give me your uh, – let's hear the clues anyway just because it's fun.
0: So I'm not going to give you any of the actors, but I will give you my five words. Collecting talent to protect people.
1: Okay. Yeah. So this would be – mine was uh, less than 10 Japanese warriors.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like yours a lot better. I wish I had come up with yours. Yeah. Uh, so this is Seven Samurai. Yep. And uh, I have I have waxed poetic about this in the past. Uh, this was on my list for movies over two and a half hours that deserve to be so. Uh, this movie has an intermission, a literal <laughs> intermission. And it's, uh, it's incredible. It's just one of the best movies I think I've ever seen. And... I couldn't keep it out of my top five. I tried because I'm like, I already talked about this. I really don't want to talk about it again. And then the more and more I was like, yeah, but you know, every movie was like, is it better than Seven Samurai? And the answer was universally no.
1: <laughs> I, I I hear you. I had the same struggle. I did manage to push it into my honorable mention category. So that's where I was going to have it. I think it's a great pick. I, I then thought about going to Magnificent Seven just to be a little, you know, funsies about it. Sure. But this movie's too much better. Than, even. I, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. The Magnificent Seven, the original, is a phenomenal movie. The only really? movie in this genre that outshines it would be the OG Seven Samurai, right? Yeah. Uh, it's so good. And it's so well done. And it creates this concept. I mean, I, I, when you go looking for movies with the number seven in the title, you could pretty much argue that Seven Samurai created show. You, you could argue it's Shawshank, the number seven.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. It's a seven Shawshank. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. The thing with this movie in general is just that like, I don't know, considering it's from 1956 and considering I don't think I would change a frame. I just I like that's that's unheard of like movies don't hold up like that. And even though there's like, we've, I think we've talked about the pacing a little bit, but like, it's just such an intentional movie. Everything about it is so good. What it did for movies in general is so important. What it did for the number seven, as we just established, I think is important. Uh, what it did for the, for Samurai is important. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it out. I couldn't.
1: Now my question for you on this movie is, could you have done it with six? Could they have made the story the six Samurai and we'd all be like, that's a great movie. I mean, you'd probably have about 20 less minutes of script. True. Would it be uh, an okay film? Does it take the seven? Is that the magic number? No- you know, because
0: I thought, what's the magic number? Well, one? Three? Why can't I think of this now? <laughs> I don't know. I, I
1: don't know, but you are the music guy. So it's a little more excusable for me to not know. It yeah,
0: Three of. is the magic number. Yes, it is. It's the magic number. <laughs> uh, the... I really got my own head about that for a second. That's a really fun question though. I'm trying to think through each of the individual characters and it's like, which one, which samurai can you remove to make this movie not have the least amount of impact? And I actually do think the answer is none of them. I don't think you can remove any of them. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And I'm glad there's not eight. Yeah, no, seven, uh, yeah, eight would have been too many. All right, Jared. That means uh, it is. Uh, I'm sticking with Seven Samurai. That means you're up. What is your first entry? Let's see. I have
1: a little little shtick here. I'm gonna. I don't know. If I'm gonna save my best for last, but I'm definitely gonna put this one in first. 1986 with a Metacritic of 52. And uh, in my spreadsheet. Oh, I should mention that the spreadsheet numbers are low in range this week. So I know we've mm. been. Dabbling in the 90s, this week we go from a max of 57 and a low of 36. So, well, well, yeah,
0: you're, you're missing some categories, so that tracks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> thanks Thanks for giving me the little uh, leniency on the score in there.
0: <laughs> so in the spreadsheet,
1: this has a 46. Giving the cast is very challenging here, but we'll start with Tony Plana and Alfonso Arau.
0: I I don't know who either of those people are.
1: No. There's a small role slash cameo, not cameo, but just a small role with Joe Montaigne in it.
0: I love Joe Montaigne, but still got nothing.
1: Your clue is a plethora of Spanish friends.
0: <laughs> I do not think that word means what you think it means. So my mind was going to be cowboy lady with a purse. Is this Three Amigos? It is Three Amigos. Nice. And I decided
1: to put it, right here because it is a derivative of Seven Samurai. It
0: sure is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, that actually, by the way, was the that is the intention of the film. It is the joking, it's the comedic take, it is the uh, scary movie of the (laughs) Seven Samurai genre. Just showing you the difference between what happens when you make that kind of a movie really, really well versus Scary Movie 17. (laughs) The Revenge of Skeet, Skeet, Skeet. I have that in my notes for the next time I, because I, I think that he's just been renamed for us.
0: Oh man, that also means something very different if you're little John, but that's okay. We'll keep going. <laughs> All right, so three
1: three amigos is, I don't know, it's a great movie with a number in the title. What do you want? I really wanted a comedy, so that was my first thing, and there actually are a surprising number of comedies in the in the genre. It's obviously not like a great film, but from my childhood, eighties genre of comedies, one of the best it's Chevy chase in still in his prime, you know, Steve Martin, always in prime, always Martin Steve. short, love the guy. So good. So what, what am I going to do and not have a three amigos?
0: Yeah, it's funny. I love this movie and it's in my pond list for sure. And I just, I couldn't, I, first of all, I was surprised it was a 52. I thought it'd be more than that. Like at least some, not like a lot more than that, but that feels low. Well, it's, it's no wall street. It's no wall street. Clearly. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know. I felt like that was a little low. I love this pick. It's a, it's one of like the most fun movies ever. You could put that on. You could put this on basically in front of anyone. This is a great litmus test movie. If you don't laugh at this movie, we can't be friends. You've got to
1: find some... I, I I could see people, like, not liking the movie, but still finding lots of it funny. I think it's the right kind of humor for most people. Somewhere,
0: Yeah, I don't require you to love the movie, but if you sit through the movie and enjoy not any of it, we're not going to be able to be buddies. Because there's, just, there's too many... Like, dude, and also because, like, Chevy Chase and Martin and Short are all such different funny that if one of the three of them... Aside from the absurdity of it all, but, like, if one of the three of them doesn't, like at least kind of gets you chuckling, you're dead inside. This is such, it's a, it's a great pick and a great movie.
1: Now, to the earlier question, would Three Amigos work as the Four Amigos? I'm going to go with, with the right casting, absolutely, why not? You put in a, anybody from like a Dan Aykroyd to any of that whole, they don't have a name. There's no like Brat Pack of those, eight. the, the, the 80s, early 80s SNL cast making good movies. Right. Right. Your John Belushi's, your Harold Ramis's. I'll take any of them in this. I think it works.
0: Yeah. I was actually going to ask you who you'd put in it because I think the answer to me very specifically is it depends on who the fourth is. Um, it would have been hysterical to like slide in an Eddie Murphy or something. <laughs> like, like
1: <laughs> Well, I did think about this for a second and I think it would be Way over the top if you had done this thing throughout the '80s, so it would have taken a whole shtick of it. But if you had had Ernie Hudson show up halfway in the movie as the fourth oh. amigo, the oh same way God. he does, you know what I'm going with? It. Like, and then you, I don't know what else. It, maybe he so shows good. up in Spies Like Us, or I, I don't know where else we put him. That's so but good. That's so it,
0: good. It'd be fun. It'd, it'd be, be fun. so fun. I Now I wish that happened. Oh, this is a great pick. Great pick. I, I like it even more with Ernie Hudson. This pick this pick plus Ernie Hudson is the is the best. That's great.
1: Then it would be like the Winston Zedemar Extended Universe or something
0: like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your next uh, pick, buddy? Okay. So I'm going to do something similar. So I also, again, lots of really, as you said, 22 in the top 250, lots of like really good movies. So trying to find like. Fun movies was a challenge for me because I was like a lot of the movies that I, I want to pick are like heavy handed, pretty serious. Uh, so this one is not that. So August 7th, 2009, with a 76 on Metacritic. Go on. I can give you. It's tough because it's not a big cast. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz and Matthew Goobler. I'm sorry. Was that Goobler? Yeah,
1: Goobler. What was the name of the girl in Full House? Kimmy Gibbler. Ah, okay. <laughs> so not her is what you're saying. Not, not, not Kimmy Gibbler. No. All right. I don't know Mr. Goober, but what's uh, what's the your top? What's your five words, please?
0: Period of time during season. Period of time
1: during season. Chloe Grace Moretz uh, I'm th- like I'm thinking something like seventh inning stretch or something like that but that's clearly not uh, period of time fall winter I don't know 12- oh wait wait oh 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 uh, is this 500 days of summer yeah he got it yes that's it <laughs> I was about to give up, and in my head I just sort of kept going in the seasons.
0: Yeah, well, as you were doing the seasons, I'm like, keep going, because I knew once you hit summer, you'd be like, oh, wait, number of days summer. This is probably it. Yeah, so this is 500 days of summer.
1: Nice. I actually, I think I said this, you picked this before. I haven't seen this one.
0: Oh, no. Okay, I thought you had seen it. Okay, yeah, so this was on my favorite non-original soundtrack list. Uh, I just really like this movie, man. Like, So first of all, it's the same Metacritic score as When Harry Met Sally. And I think this is like a really great generational rom-com if like 2009 is like your movie wheelhouse. Because it is – there's just a lot of things this movie kind of nails. Like it does time hopping, which is a really hard thing to pull off in any movie. Like when you're all of a sudden in different dates and times. But it does it with really good context and it does it really seamlessly, which I just appreciate when people do that well. Because people do it a lot and usually it annoys me and sucks. Uh, I think it handles the idea of like love and lust really well, which is fun. It never takes itself too seriously. Like there's like a, a dance number for no reason. I love when stuff do that, and it's fun but honest. Uh, like I just think it's, I don't know. I just really really love this movie. Anytime it's on, I'm into it. I think it's really good in the genre. And another fun like little sort of neat thing about this is, are you familiar with the blacklist in yeah. Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. so just in case anyone's not, there's like this, you know, the 2006 blacklist, it was basically all the scripts that should have gotten made in Hollywood that were getting passed around that didn't, and it was just ranked, and it's like a thing that's been around for a long time, it's like a cool little piece of like trivia in Hollywood, this was on the 2006 blacklist, oh, and then it I actually got made, which is like kind of neat, so yeah, 500 years of summer, listen, it's not like a great... It's not a great film by any stretch, but like to be a rom-com from the like late 2000s and be a 76 is clearly pretty good.
1: Oh, 76 is great, dude. i watched watch a 76. I should give this a shot. The only problem is I think it's too soon because as far as I'm concerned, 500
0: Days of Summer was just 2020. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, watch the movie. It'll make even more sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to now switch from my lowest to my highest rated movie in the batch. Ooh, okay. Okay. Uh, I also am introducing a new thing this week, which you'll pick up on as I introduce this movie. This is from 1957. It has a Metacritic score of 96. It has an Excel spreadsheet of mine of 57. It is the fifth highest rated movie of all time on IMDb. And it Whoa. is, and, 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 ready? 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 It, ready? Ready? It is um, 87th. On AFI's top 100 movies of all time. Okay. It was the first movie that I wrote down the moment we had this this category finalized, and is in my personal makes my you know desert island top ten movies list.
0: Okay, um, that is a lot of information for me to feel like I still have no idea what you're talking about. So all good. What what year is this? Fifty seven. Two hey, cast that's... members. 57
1: two cast members include EG Marshall and Jack Klugman
0: oh wait 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 I know Jack Klugman okay oh uh, five words a dozen in a room oh 12 angry men that's the one this is a great movie and I totally forgot it and that's really dumb <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, I have been trying to find the category for this movie for so long. You know, how you think like Amadeus is one of my all time favorites? 12 Angry Men is way higher in my list than Amadeus is. That's how much I like this movie. Like, wow, it just has not managed to come up. We haven't done like black and white movies, we haven't done you know, there's, there's not a lot of categories it would fit into. This is one of those rare movies for me, JT, that I saw young. Like we were, we've been talking recently. Like I, had, I had seen. I'm rewatching Chinatown. I had seen uh, Doctor Strangelove. There's a few movies we're going to be watching again, that we haven't seen in 10, 20, 30 years. This is one of those I probably saw it when I was like 15 or 16. Which, if you think about the context of this movie, it's way too young. It's too slow. It's too, you know, drama. It's like. It's not even like a vivid courtroom drama. Nothing that would make a 15-year-old boy in the 80s with other movies like Aliens right. and T, T1 or 2. You know, How would you be excited about this movie? I don't know what it is about it. It captivated me from the first time I saw it. I probably haven't gone five years between viewings. Just one of those movies for me. I think the acting is so good across the board. The pacing, the tension in the room the directing style, the cinematography for a black-and-white movie, it's set in a single room, effectively. There's a sort of like a couple of dabbling moments and, you know, yeah. but it's basically 12 guys sitting around a table. It's beautiful. The way the characters, there's character arc and journey and story. Choices are made. Characters have agency. Everything about this story works for me. I like that they remake it from time to time. I actually appreciate that. I think... It should be remade. I think you should totally make a modern version that has, I don't know, social media or some some other modern stupid thing in <laughs> it. Um, though, to be to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, if they never touch it again, I'd probably actually be happier with that. It's one of those like they can't take away from the original, right? Maybe, yes. maybe, as long as they don't make thirteen angry men. That would be right. that would be a problem. And then they like de-age all the actors or deep fake them to come back for one more case. That I don't want.
0: No, that would be one too many angry men. <laughs>
1: well, I, that's it. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Moving on. Well done. You win. You just won the round. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay. This is a great pick. I, I have nothing to add. You said it beautifully. It's a great movie. I actually have seen this one and I love it and I agree. Uh, all right. So my next one, we are taking a sharp left turn for my last pick. Uh, It's December 1st, 2017. It's an 88 on the old Metacritic. It's the 151st movie all time. Ooh. I don't have it from that. Let's keep going. 2017.
1: Uh, Huh?
0: Yeah. I actually don't think you've seen this movie. So that's also kind of a clue.
1: Given that you've set it up as it's the opposite of your last pick, which means it's probably dark, heavy, or broody in some way, and given that it's come out in the past three years where I've done quite a good job avoiding too many dark, heavy, broody movies, I'm going to assume you're right, and I have not seen this movie.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you haven't. Uh, let's give you—I'll give well, for that reason. I'll give—I'll make it a little bit easier. Let's give you Sam Rockwell and Lucas Hedges. Nothing comes to mind. Okay. Uh, Five words. Mother forces local authorities hand.
1: No idea. I don't think I want to see this
0: movie. Okay. (laughs) You you might not want to. Uh, So this movie is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri.
1: Oh, I actually do want to see this movie. I've heard it's
0: phenomenal. (laughs) Uh, This movie is. Oh, God. First of all. Ouch. Ouch. This movie hurts in all the ways that a movie can hurt. It is absolutely brutal. However, holy moly, dude. Holy moly. Francis McDormand beat Meryl Streep, Saoirse Ronan, Sally Hawkins and Margot Robbie. Um, Sam Rockwell beat Richard Jenkins, Willem Dafoe, Christopher Plummer and Woody Harrelson, who was also nominated for this movie, by the way. Uh, th- like everything that Martin or sorry Martin McDonough did the writer and director of this, it is just like, dude, it's just brutal. It's so strong. It's such a strong, strong movie. Sam Rockwell's performance in this is one of the more sort of like astounding performances I think I've seen as an adult where I could understand why something was impressive. He went so deep. The one cool piece of trivia about him is like he had a coach. Uh, To like get the accent right. And he wanted to do like the dialect coach, like very specifically. And he like wound up finding a guy from an episode of Cops in 1989 in Springfield, Missouri, found him and then had that guy record all of his lines and then used him as a touchstone throughout the entire film, which is crazy. But all of that aside, the movie itself, like you have to see this. You have to see it. I don't want to talk about the movie, but I will talk a very small amount about like some of the things they did dude. It's just like the, the performances alone were so good, but then also like it's just so heavy and the heft is created through, through pacing. And it's like a hyper deliberate movie. I think it's one of the best acted movies in the past 20 years, easily, potentially longer. Um, I remember even before this is like a compliment to you and the podcast. I'm watching movies differently than I ever have because of this. Right. Huh. And and because, like, I'm more of a music guy. Like, you're a movie guy, I'm a music guy. Music like, a big deal to me. Movies I love and I enjoy and I watch them, but I don't watch them critically. Now I'm watching stuff and I'm going, I don't know if I would do that. I wonder if I would do this. I remember watching this at the time and it ending and immediately thinking to myself, you can't change a single – instant. like, if you change a minute in that movie, it's too much. It's mm-hmm. just – it lands exactly where it's supposed to. I think everybody should have to see this movie. It's so freaking good. Um, but you you gotta be in a good place because boy, she's heavy. <laughs> she's heavy.
1: <laughs> you know I'm trying to figure out why I didn't see it because if I'm if memory serves and and my memory does not serve, I, I believe <laughs> <laughs> I believe we were supposed to go see this some night and just and I don't know if it's like a babysitter canceled or we ended up seeing something else instead. but I remember like this was like everybody was raving about it. I knew it was. I knew it was heavy, but I, you know, I don't know that I don't know to what degree. But it was one of those like I, I should see this movie because everybody's talking about it, especially Frances McDormand's performance, and I love her, so uh, I'm going to make sure it's back on my watch list.
0: Yeah, I, I want to stop here because I want you to see it before I say anything else. Deal.
1: Well, then, let's move on to 1995 with a Metacritic score of 65 and an IMDb 20th of all time. And a uh, little forty nine on the old spreadsheet there.
0: I have a guess already.
1: Do you? Here's the weird thing, buddy. I got three movies from 1995. I'm just telling you that straight up. All three of the next movies all come from the same year. Ooh, now isn't that makes, weird?
0: That is weird. Now it makes me nervous if I should guess or not.
1: Well, you'll definitely I, odds are really good. You got one of the three for already because if you if you're even thinking about the year, it's probably gonna be in there. But well, then, the cast of this one is very difficult not to give it away. Uh, a man named R. Lee Ermey, who is from Full Metal Jacket, he's the, he's the guy. He's the, the sergeant. The, oh. The, the, that guy.
0: Oh, he's like, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, he just recently passed away, I think, didn't he?
1: That's right, yeah. yeah. It also has cameos from Richard Roundtree, John C. McGinley, and Richard Schiff, and Charles S. Dudden.
0: Okay, I know a lot I know all but one of those people like immediately, but it's still not ringing a bell. It's not what's funny is now I'm trying to think if I can think of them in the movie I think it is, and I can't place it. So it's even weirder, but go ahead. Well, I'm gonna
1: make it more difficult, not less difficult, is the way I'm gonna roll then. So I'm not gonna give you the most prominent cast member. The yeah, problem do- is I've made all my clues in such a way that they're they're not hard clues on because I'm having fun with a the theme. This one is a specific amount
0: of sins. Yeah, so my okay so I was right so my my five words were what's in the box
1: <laughs> there you go yeah so the movie is seven so Gwyneth Paltrow was the last name on my list yeah that would that would have given it away. I figured if you didn't if I didn't like if I think of the year or any other information you could name G- Gwyneth Paltrow in this movie would not come to mind because she has a fairly small role act like screen time she's really li- like her characters really <laughs> important to the story right but she is an actress has only in it for so long. So, what can you say about Seven? First of all, it should be in here twice because it's not just the number. It's also spelled out as the name. So, that's definitely worth a point, right? For sure. For sure. Like, in the category of movies, name, movies titles with a number in their name, somehow Seven's there twice. And, yeah. And I think it might be the only one to have such honors. That's true. It's a good call. Uh, I like this movie a lot. I think... It definitely, you know, the IMDb 20th of all time, I think it's a little high for it. It shows a bit of how uh, you know, nerdy movie geeks like us skew IMDb so much. True. But it is a good film. It's got a lot of cleverness to it. Kevin Spacey, I mean, again, putting aside the man from the acting performances, this is one of his absolute greatest achievements. He is so yeah. perfect in his role. His He In fact, thinking about Kevin Spacey in this compared to um, American Beauty is so hard to do. Like, he's one of those actors with that kind of range. You know, from this to House of Games or House of Cards is a pretty straightforward association, I think. But Mm -hmm. all the way then, you get to American Beauty. Anyhow, Seven's a, a great story. It's, you know, your murder mystery keeps you guessing, it's got twists throughout. MTV Movie Awards did the best ever send off of this thing with the Shatner bit. If you haven't seen that, it's on the YouTube somewhere. The way that they tell the audience what's going to be happening, like you know from the title and you know from basically like the first scene where it's going, but yet still keep you guessing throughout. Yeah. Um, young Brad Pitt does a great job becoming like the Brad Pitt we all know. So seven mm-hmm. eleven. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I don't have anything to add. I don't have anything to argue. This very easily could have been in my top. It's it was. It's literally at the very top of my contender pong list. I was surprised that it was number twenty because it's weird to be like seventy-seven. What was it? Would you say it was? It was a sixty something or it's a, a
1: sixty-five on Metacritic.
0: Which is, which is only barely low to me this is this this
1: is like a, a perfect 70 is exactly where this movie goes like it like because as all movies go it, it's just not that high if you're just to restrict your genre to like drama thriller film noir etc it's it would be way high up and Finchner's yeah. Fincher's style throughout is amazing and I think it deserves more credit for that than it gets
0: yeah I, I agree I think if, I think that's a per- perfectly said if you did a top 10 like film noir movies, this one gets a nod. If you do a best movies of all time, I don't think this thing should be anywhere close to 20. <laughs> but you know, yeah, whatever. Personal personal preference,
1: personal preference. I think that's right. I actually think, so AFI made these mini lists, these top 10 in these specific genres. And I think I had seen seven in there somewhere. Um, I could be wrong, but they have they have some really fun little lists actually. We all like making our little lists apparently.
0: As it turns that's out, this. it's a thing. Uh, so, yeah, this is a great pick. I like it. Uh, I will, yeah, I'll, I'll move on. I've got nothing to add. Uh, well done. All right. Technically, this counts for two of your turns. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 go with, yeah, I think I'm going to do this one first. So November 8th, 2013, this is a good example of why IMDB's top 200 is or top 250 is dumb. That's a 96 on Metacritic, and it's the 205th of all time. <laughs> what year was it? I'm sorry. 2013. 2013,
1: 96 on the Metacritic, huh? Oh, yeah. With a number 96, 2013 yeah. not on my list. So now I'm like, what, what movie is this? All right, continue, please.
0: How about I will give you Paul Giamatti and Sarah Paulson.
1: Why am I blanking on this? I know. I Is there Paul Giamatti, Sarah Paulson? Is it animated by any chance? It's not. Oh, boy. I'm not going to feel good when I don't get this one, and I don't think I'm getting this one. So uh, what movie you got there, buddy? What's the well, five I'll words?
0: You, I'll give you five words. Tricked, trapped, traded, tattered, returned. Tricked, Trapped.
1: Traded. This goes very well with our previous Dr. Seuss conversation. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Tricked, trapped, traded, tattered, and what was the last one?
0: Returned? Returned. Is this something you think I've seen? I'm beginning to think you could, you must have not, because I, I think at this point you would have had to have picked up on it.
1: Well, except I do be I do get slow sometimes. So all right, let's what what do we have?
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll give you one more clue. Let's see if this helps. This is the list of Oscars it won for. Best motion picture, best performance by an actress in a supporting role, best writing adapted screenplay. It was also nominated for best performance actor in a leading role, actor in a supporting role, achievement in costume, achievement in directing, achievement in film editing, achievement in production design.
1: So what you're saying, it's a fairly
0: well regarded movie. Some people like this flick. <laughs> what, sorry, one more time, the year 2013? 2013. I, I'm wondering if you can orient yourself off the year, because very rarely does something sweep like this one kind of swept.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. Like, what movie recently swept everything is so highly regarded, but also not a fan favorite, right? Like, well regarded by fans, but not like, no, right. Shawshank.
0: Correct. This is definitely not a Shawshank.
1: Mm, I'm frustrated, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. I got nothing, buddy. Okay. You got me. What you got? So this is 12 years a slave.
0: Oh, never saw it. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That makes more sense. And that first of all, you need to see this. Second of all, I need to aggressively change my shtick because I don't want to ruin anything. Um, So one, there's a couple, there's a lot of cool trivia about this, by the way. Uh, but I won't get too far into it. One thing I do think is interesting is Michael Fassbender plays a guy who drinks. And so what he would do is he would actually put alcohol in his mustache so that when he was up close to the other actors, he actually smelled like booze, which is like, that's the most method thing I can think wow. of ever hearing. Isn't that weird?
1: This is not the one with Matthew McConaughey, right? No, that's Dallas Buyers. Yeah.
0: Dallas see- Buyers Club.
1: I think they came out around the same time and they were both heavy, depressing, like insanely yep. good, but like heavy, depressing movies that I, I did not see.
0: Yeah. So Chiwetel Ogiafor, Dwight Henry, Lupita Nyong'o were the, like the main, main characters in this, but then Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Giamatti, Fassbender, Paulson were all also in it. Uh, so there's a poll that I just want to read because it's interesting. So 12 Years a Slave is the first film from a black director to win the Academy Award for Best Picture the second film in a row following Argo to win best picture and a screenplay Oscar without best director, the fifth film with a numbered title to win best picture following happened one night, one flew over the cuckoo's nest Godfather part two around the world in 80 days and the 12th movie to win best picture with only three Oscars, which includes midnight cowboy Casablanca and the Godfather. I just, those were all very interesting. And because the one was numbers related, I was like, I should probably share this. That's pretty cool. So I'm going to like, I I gave myself a little bit of a cheat sheet here because this is important. And I also don't want to mess this up because this is in no uncertain terms, delicate, right? Like this is a delicate thing. This movie is genuinely astounding. Like it is one of the most breathtaking things I've ever sat through. Um, the story is, is, it's heartbreaking. It's like a gut-wrenching story. It's aggressively sobering, specifically in a moment in time. Now, what I'm going to go, I'm going on a limb here a little bit, especially because like we live, the level of wokeness is kind of at an all-time high.
1: Right. Um,
0: but movies that cover this topic are like really painful to watch. Like I can't imagine what it's like for people of color to watch this. Um, like can't imagine it at all. But as a white dude, like there's a lot of white guilt associated with stuff like this. And it's hard not to just carry shame when you watch it. Like it's hard not to, regardless of what your family's personal deal with the history is like, it's a shameful thing. And I think that feeling kind of changes your perception of the movie because you kind of carry that through while you watch it. This movie, like the portrayal of Solomon Northrup is so spot on and the entry point is so universal and the acting is so earnest and good like I actually think it transcends that feeling because at no point do you forget the atrocity that's occurring and you're so invested in him and the pain he feels you're so much in his shoes and thinking about the decisions that he has to make, the ones that he physically can't make like the sacrifice and the strength, like it's unimaginable, but it brings you so close to that pain and the fear that I think it like sort of just, it's just, it really like embodies you. Like it's really, it's, it's really incredible what I think they did. Um, one thing I do want to bring up is like, I cannot imagine what it must've been like for black actors to need to step into these roles. Like it was dude watching it. I really want you to watch this movie. It's so beautiful. It's so well done. But like, Oh God, I just, during the movie, I remember my wife and I rewatched it recently. And I just remember thinking like, how do they do this? Like, how do you make it through these scenes? Like it's so intense. Uh, my level of respect for the cast is through the roof. Steve McQueen's direction was absolutely perfect. It's a much watched like it's a much watched cinematically, and I like and what you learn from the story is even more important. It's incredible, and it's a super like intense movie. And I, I didn't want to like not have it on the list, but it's so good, dude. It's so good.
1: I will definitely have to see it. I think there's an interesting thing I'm noticing about you. You have leaned into certain movies that I I've now leaned away from in life. And I'm wondering how much of it is age because I'm thinking about, so when this came out, that's eight years ago, you're late twenties. Uh Yeah. Right. Pre-kids, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to think like, is there something that, you know, cause my, my um, um appetite for heavier movies is just not as present. I used to watch, if you, you you met me in my my late twenties, I'm pretty much watching almost entirely indie films and foreign films at that point, and whatever you know pre MCU fun fun <laughs> stuff there was to be had. Um, whereas now I obviously am much more into that side, although I'm starting to go off and revisit things I, I either haven't seen or want to to rewatch. So I wonder how much that that factors into when we, because because I am pretty confident that like 27 year old me when a movie like 12 Years a Slave comes out, I'm probably seeing it like opening weekend because I've heard all the acclaim and like, I'd, like I have to go see this cast and this kind of a movie and Steve McQueen's supposed to be this up and coming director. Like, you know Still what I mean? Good. That's what yeah. I would have felt at 27. Whereas right. now, with especially with the plethora of options out there, I'm like, I could watch this really heavy movie that's going to make me think dark thoughts for a long, long time. Or I could just watch Thor Ragnarok again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think Access has a lot to do with it because I, I literally watched this this week again because I knew we were doing this podcast and I'm like I want to watch that movie again because it's so so good I also have an appetite for stuff I, like it's funny certain things historical stuff I'm into heavy like Manchester by the sea never saw it never saw it I'm not into it I don't know if I want to see it I know it's supposed to be amazing and blah 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 but like as a dad nah I'm good this stuff, anything that's like based in some level of like historical truth, I for some reason like a moth to a flame. I'm I'm totally mm-hmm. into these always. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. All right. Well then,
1: moving on to to uh, much less serious movies than that one. Good. All right. 1995, as I said, not 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 changed. Metacritic of 77. Spreadsheet score of 50. Tricky to give you a cast here. I'm going to do the best I can without it being too obvious. I got Ed Harris.
0: Love him. Kevin Bacon. Ooh. What was Kevin Bacon? 1995, Ed Harris, and Kevin Bacon. What was Kevin Bacon And I have no idea right now.
1: Unlucky to go to space.
0: Apollo thirteen. That's the one. Hey, this is a really good one. I totally forgot about this movie. Okay, <laughs> if memory serves, this is maybe you've seen this
1: once or never. I can't recall. I, I know this is not one of your big movies. Seen it, seen it once. Yeah, you know, it's interesting actually because we talked about Backdraft recently. I think the '90s Ron. Um, uh, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, Ron Howard. That's the one. I have a very good friend with a very similar name that I almost was like Ron, and it's it's not it's not him. So it's Ron Howard. But Ron, if you listen to my podcast, hey buddy, uh, Ron Howard, you did watch a lot of his '90s movies. It sounds like.
0: I think I've probably seen most of them, but I don't know that I've rewatched any of them. <laughs> All right. Well,
1: Apollo 13 to me is one of the. What, first of all, we've talked about this briefly before, so I won't talk too long about it. The fact that they actually cut down the story to make the movie seem more believable always will blow my mind. Like If you go read the actual events that occurred for Apollo 13, there was more. There was far more. The way they tell the story, though, I think is so much fun. They're serious on their space and their science and their data and their math, but they're also not slow about it. Like... The right stuff's a great movie, but it's, it's slow, right? It's, it's not for, I remember seeing it as a kid, I was like, this is a movie about rocket ships. <laughs> In fact, I will tell you, kid me, the only part of the right stuff that kid me liked was watching the, the montage of, of, of spaceships exploding. Um, Cause it was kind of cool if I was nine, you know? Yeah, I believe that. But Apollo 13, I think it paces really well. Tom Hanks is doing a great job. Love the cast. You've got Gary Sinise again. Kevin Bacon in a really fun role. Ed Harris is a really lovable so NASA guy. And they I, I think they do such a nice job of showing both the personal journeys of the astronauts as well as the, like their, their personal feelings about missing the moon, you know. And then making it home safe again. I think they do a nice job leaning into the family, watching what's happening without getting too schmaltzy. Uh, I definitely will have a minor guy cry at some moment in this movie just because the music's so nice and like so uplifting. Good. You know that they actually made the universal opening theme that that is the Apollo 13 music.
0: No, I didn't. Today I learned. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the Apollo 13 oh, score. Oh, that's cool. And uh obvious answer, you could not change a number to make this movie work. No, no, it really doesn't work if you change the number. <laughs> so I would by the way, I think as Lennon gets a little older cuz I I showed it to Sam when I think he was 9 and he liked it. It was a little slow for him, but he liked it. I would say it's definitely like yeah, you know, kids, 10, 10 and up. I think it's probably a good flick for the kids. But I think it's also a great one to show them because it gives, it sort of brings the space race to movies in a way that's very um, approachable, very watchable. You know?
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this is one that like I should have seen more, and I know that because this is a movie that I remember really, really liking, and I don't have a good reason for why it's not like higher on my list of movies that I enjoy because I loved it. It's just, it's just not a movie. I watched it a lot for some reason. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. All right. All right. Uh, so this is my last one. And because of how heavy the last two were, I decided to take a departure and do something completely different. So uh, this is easily my weakest entry as far as should it really belong on this list. And it's not as good as some of the movies I left off. But I happen to love this movie. So December 21st, 2012 with a 59 on Metacritic. I'm going to go right into cast because there's no way you get it from that. Um, How about Megan Fox and Robert Smigel? (laughs) Uh, Megan
1: Fox did anything that wasn't the Transformers movies? Turns out she did. And Robert Smigel, like of SNL, Robert Smigel. Yeah. Really? 2012, Uh you say? 2012.
0: Huh. All right. Uh, What's your five words, buddy? Uh, Getting old is really hard. Is there a chance this is, um, this is 40?
1: That's exactly what this is. Yes. That's funny. I saw this movie and I enjoyed it,
0: but it was, I I should probably rewatch it to see how much I enjoyed it. Go on. So here's the deal, right? Like in the Apatow extended universe, (laughs) um, I do like Judd Apatow. I, I tend to like, all, sure. like, with the exception of funny people, most of the stuff that he does, I actually like really do enjoy. I don't enjoy it like as cinema. I just think it's fun. He makes fun movies. Yeah. This movie for me, aside from being aggressively rewatchable, um, was also the most, I think, sort of adult, realistic, just real life good old fashioned, I get this humor, this speaks to me, even if I'm not 40. It literally is just about getting older and settling into your life and figuring out how to exist as an adult. Like, this should just be called This Is Adulting. (laughs) And it would not have made the list if it was, so I'm glad it wasn't. But I genuinely really like this movie. I actually think it's underrated for how well they handle like a lot of really sort of complicated, heavy conversations that every single couple, friendship, Parent-child relationship has had, um, and they do it like with a lot of fun, and they do it with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's the best.
1: Paul Rudd is the best. Uh, this is the one where there is this the one where someone someone accidentally spits on the other one's head while they're brushing their teeth or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, yeah, a bunch yeah. of stuff like that. Yeah, like there's just a bunch of like really good relationship moments that always make me laugh. Also, there's like a ton, like randomly, there's a bunch of like really fun cameos in this for no reason, um, like. Uh, Obviously, the Apatel children can't not be in every movie he makes, which actually drives me nuts, even though both of them can sort of act. It still bothers me. Uh, Wyatt Russell, who is Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's kid. uh, Billy Joel Armstrong is in this from Green Day. Bill Hader's in this. Yeah, he is. Uh, And then also, this is fun for you and I, uh, JVR, James James Van Riemsdyk, In LaPierre. Matt Carlyle and one of my least favorite hockey players of the last 20 years, Scott Hartnell all have a little role in this movie. <laughs> nice.
1: I, uh, I remember now, by the way, this is the one with Megan Fox. They're in like a clothing store. and Yeah. She yeah, actually
0: yeah. Megan Fox and Charlene Yee play side by side in this. And they're like, uh, dude, their chemistry is hysterical. Charlene Yee also just happens to be like hilarious in my opinion. But yeah, this is just like uh, all of his other stuff is good. I like, like I said, I I like what he does. His shtick works for me. But also a lot of it is like over the top, highly exaggerated, sort of like weird. Uh, This and then recently King of Staten Island are, are sort of the two where I feel like he really nails just like real life is funny. And he's so good at that when he's in that mood. Which is why they came in. Gary Shandling were good friends because Gary Shandling's like was was one of the masters at real life is funny enough, right? right. Like it's just, it just it is funny enough. This is a great example of real life is pretty funny.
1: Nice. I gotta give it a rewatch for sure. It's good. I would highly recommend it. I, I will say though, JT, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't technically work at 39 or 41 because it just would sound so weird. But you know, it could have worked. It could have worked. If it over. was This Is 41, <laughs> This Is 41 would not work. Actually, it would have been cool if they just kind of keep making this movie with these characters and make like, so what was this, 2012? Like next year, make This Is 50.
0: Yeah, they should. Like I would love for them to do the boyhood thing where they just revisit it every 10 years with the same cast. <laughs> Why not?
1: They <laughs> could easily idea. do it. They, and they could make it light, a little less. It doesn't have to be the same kind of comedy because 2012 was a very different time than 2021, despite was- having all the same numbers. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Final pick the year is 1995 again. So I've heard <laughs> Metacritic score of 74 and Excel spreadsheet of 50. Had a little trickiness for the cast to not give away, but I'll do my best right here with David Morse. And, okay. and I think you'll get this not Elias Codius.
0: I don't get that. Christopher Maloney. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> right. Cause he's not, you should have said not Casey Jones. <laughs> that I wouldn't know. Uh, okay. Got it. Uh, those two names mean nothing to me in the context of a movie together though. So go ahead. Okay.
1: There is, I will, I, I've decided to give you a third, third entry in the cast though. There is a cameo in this movie by Bart the bear. And if you don't know Bart the Bear, as I did not know Bart the Bear, he has 21 acting credits to his name And before his untimely demise in the year 2000. He was in The Bear. He was in Legends of the Fall. He was the big bald bear in the great outdoors. Okay. Apparently, if you've seen a movie between like 1980 and the year 2000 that had a bear in it, it's Bart the Bear.
0: All right, so Bart, an actual bear, got it. And now I'm trying to think of 1995 movie with a bear. And the guy who's not in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And not Casey Jones. Got it. Oh, my God. Great Outdoors? I have no idea.
1: So my five words are
0: less than a barrel full. Oh, this is 12 Monkeys. It sure is, buddy. I've never seen this. Huh? What? I've, I've never seen this movie. I'm making little weird noises
1: just so that the audience knows I did not fall over... Into a coma. Uh What are you doing tonight, buddy? <laughs> I don't think I've seen it in like a decade, but I'm re-watching this whenever you're watching this.
0: Okay. Yeah, this is one of those movies I know I'm supposed to have seen probably a few times, and it just it always skipped me. I don't know. Assuming it holds up, which I'm pretty confident it does,
1: I think you will like this movie. First of all, it's got Bruce Willis, who I know you like. Love Bruce Willis. It's got Brad Pitt, who I know you like. Love Brad Pitt. It's my second Brad Pitt movie on my list, actually. I almost made a Brad Pitt shtick out of this, but I
0: didn't. You love Brad Pitt in numbers, as it
1: turns out. He's also in Ocean's Eleven, so I think more like Brad Pitt likes numbers. He does. Isn't that weird? In fact, I should have looked up how many movies has Brad Pitt made that have a number. That could have been the whole thing. Was he in Seven Years in Tibet? Uh, Yes, he was. Yes, he was. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, can I can do a fast run through what else I see on this. Well, he wasn't Twelve Years a Slave, apparently. Yes, he was. Uh, obviously, all the oceans movies, but we're keeping our limitation by by just the original number. Seven Years to Tibet, Twelve Monkeys, Seven. I'm sure there's others out there somewhere. Anywho, so I, well, what am I going to say then? Okay, you haven't seen Twelve Monkeys. It's a great movie. You know what the movie's about, though, right? Kind of it's kind of weird to talk about because here, I'll give you a little pitch. This disease hits humans and, you know, right. kills a lot of them. I don't think I want to talk about this movie much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, it, it's, I mean, I, I mean, obviously that you could easily watch it and be like, Oh my God. But they, uh, you know, it's a whole mystery trying to figure out what happened. How did these events occur? Why is there a bear in this movie? What does right. Brad Pitt have to do with it? By the way, this is Brad Pitt at his Brad Pittiest, where he is both like his serious, intense Brad Pitt and his kind of screwball, crazy Brad Pitt. Like, okay, the performances of Pitt and Willis alone, I think will make you, I, 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 I'm going to bet you're going to like this movie quite a bit.
0: I would assume that I would. And it's one of like, did this, was Outbreak before or after this? Far before, years before. I don't okay. know how many but but many.
1: Yeah, if we did the uh, if we ever do hit that th- way too soon, but but at some point the top 5 movies that have anything to do with a pandemic or other massive disaster. I think we can do it with like disasters and less pandemics. Maybe. I don't know. Our podcast we should be allowed to talk about pandemics. We're you know, yeah. we're, we're we're having fun with movies like if we if we're going to have a lighthearted conversation about Chinatown, we are certainly able to talk about a pandemic. Anyhow, you got to go see it, buddy. Everybody else listening is like, "How's JT not see?" Because this is your wheelhouse and your age. How
0: did you not see this movie? I, this came out in '95, bro. I was ten. I would assume, though, that like, t- well, okay, but comes on DVD a couple of years later. No, <laughs> yeah, I would have been thirteen. <laughs> Probably wasn't dying to watch Bruce Willis and you know talk about. A bunch of sick monkeys. I don't know. Listen, I, I am I am here for owning the, the fact that this is a movie I know I was supposed to see. Like, I 100% know this is a movie I was supposed to have seen. I just haven't seen it.
1: All right, JT. I think we're going to move on. But you go watch this movie about, you know, as you put it, the sick monkeys. And we'll uh, we'll just write that down for your notes when you're watching it. Okay. Movie about okay. the sick monkeys. All right. So uh,
0: I believe we're in Pongland. We are indeed. I, I will get us started. We'll run through these. Uh, funny enough, my my first two, you already did. Seven, Three Amigos. Uh, my next one is 1997. <laughs> uh, it's a 52 on Metacritic. Aliens, Space Cruise, Opera, Ruby. Fifth Element. Love this movie. I know you hate it. I love it. I don't hate it. I just don't love it. I, I, I...
1: I, it's like a like a seven for me. Okay,
0: all right, it's pretty. Yeah, good. yeah.
1: no, I like it. I, I like it. I just didn't love it. I think I think there were a couple of things that could have just been a little tighter. Anyhow, uh, my my I had two honorable mentions. One was Seven Samurai. The other one was from two thousand and two with a Metacritic of eighty seven. IMDb's fourteenth of all time. Five words are a pair of magical evil buildings.
0: Oh, two towers. Yeah. That's really good. Oh wow! I for some reason because that's a series. I never thought that that oh that's good. That's good. Not, actually not only that, for
1: two not only that. And I almost just made it my top five just to talk, just to say it. But now I'm going to say it here instead. It uh, it's a sequel that uses the number two. It is the second movie, but the two has nothing to do with the fact that it's a sequel.
0: Yeah, that's fun. That's a fun entry in general. Okay, yeah, I like that a lot. That's good. Uh, My next one is was almost the one that made it above. This is forty. It was very close, so this would have been like my honorable mention. So it's nineteen ninety nine with a seventy percent. Can't take eyes off feline. Can't take eyes off staring at a
1: cat. Nineteen ninety nine, Lion King two and a half, Pride of Simba or something like that.
0: No, so this this one's very much like because of I was I was fourteen. Ten things I hate about you, and this is Heath Ledger sings "Can't Take My Eyes Off of You" to Julia Stiles, whose character's name was Cat. Ah,
1: that's very clever. I will give you the clever <laughs> points for sure. <laughs> Thanks. All right, nineteen ninety seven. Metacritic score sixty one.
0: Rotational name for a plane. Nineteen ninety seven. Rotational name for a plane uh, I don't know if you haven't
1: if you haven't noticed my shtick on the numbers there the stick on the five words they are all designed to get you to guess to to the why this is the number Rotational so I'm not doing the plot I don't do the plot I do the number
0: got it yeah, yeah. still this one still isn't happening with 360 360 degrees or something Air Force one oh got it oh air force one's a good one too man i missed some of this stuff that's fun all right uh 2002 with a 77 knees weak arms are heavy
1: eight mile yeah
0: 1956
1: no metacritic score apparently circumnavigation at a record
0: pace around the world in 80 days yeah that's good uh, that's a good five words Uh, 2001 with a 74. Should we get one more? Is
1: that Ocean's 11? Ocean's 11, yeah. That's one of the quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Nice. 2016, Metacritic 65. Hijacked a ship
0: with stardust. 2016? Yep. Hijacked a ship with stardust. Oh, I don't know. If I said Stardust is actually a character's
1: nickname, not the dust of a star, does that help? I don't think so. Rogue One.
0: Oh, jeez. What a miss. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's was good. Uh, 2010 with an 84. Updated classic, plus six more. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: 13 Samurai? Um, You're right there. What year was it? This is from 2010.
0: So there's like, I don't know, 13 Warriors? 13 Assassins. Did you see 13 Assassins? No. Oh, you should see 13 Assassins. This is a really, really, really good movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really, really good.
1: I'll check it out. 2014, Metacritic 74, Number of a Large Champion
0: number of a large champion 2014 number of a large champion for some reason all i can think about is like rocky right now and that's that's not right so i have no idea big hero six you know i still haven't seen that whole thing so good I know. It's and it's a movie I I have seen the first like 30 minutes of it. I loved it and my daughter does not like it because it's, there's too many bad guys and I just need to sit down and watch it myself. Um, 2006 with a 63 boozer transport rapper witness. did you say wetness? No. Boozer transports rapper witness. Boozer? What year? 2006.
1: Hmm. It's none of the Fasts and Furiouses. Nope. Boozer Transports. I don't know. What
0: do got? What is this? So, this is
1: 16 blocks? Oh, I don't. I did see it. I did see that, but I don't remember anything about it. I don't know why, but I've seen it.
0: So, it's Bruce Willis and Most Days. Bruce Willis, right?
1: Actually, pretty good. This is a good yeah. movie. I like that movie. I remember liking it. I don't know why I don't remember much about it, but I remember liking it.
0: So good. Most F is like one of my most deaf in the pantheon of rap, rapper actors, Most Def is probably the best.
1: There's there's a top 40.
0: Uh, best movies,
1: best movies of the rapper turned actor. We, we're doing that for sure. No more than one Fast and Furious entry. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> e- even, even if Ludacris is great in one and uh somebody else is great in another, we're we're sticking to one from the franchise per person. That seems fair. How many rapper turn actors are in the Fast and Furious
0: movies anyway? Uh, Well, technically, I guess you could probably include Tyrese, but it's really only, it's really just ludicrous that I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, really? Yeah, there's nobody else. I thought there was another.
1: I guess not. Okay. Oh, Ja Rule. Sorry, Ja Rule's in the first one. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I feel like there's more, though. I'm going to go, maybe just in cameos, but I, I feel like there's more in there somewhere. All right. Probably. 2009 with a Metacritic score of 81 wow the shoddy encampment for aliens
0: the shoddy area 51 District 9 never saw it. Oh you'd like that it's good I've heard I've heard that I would like it this is one of those ones I haven't seen uh, 1984 with a 61 embarrassment increases over forgotten birthday.
1: Embarrassment increases. 84. Oh, 16 candles. Yeah. That's funny. It's not on my list. It's not even in my didn't make it to the Pong list. Well done. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> poll. 2005, Metacritic 73. Age to start romantic living.
0: <laughs> Aging man overcomes primary objective.
1: <laughs> 40-year-old virgin.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, that's a great one. Uh, let's do... Uh, uh 2003 with a 45 it's low but i love it uh writer's article takes a turn
1: writer's article takes a turn i'm thinking about adaptation but that's not there's no number. no there. it's
0: how to lose a guy in 10 days anytime that hudson and mcconaughey are together i'm just i'm in i can't help myself
1: fools rush in man all right uh oh no they fools gold that's there. Fools gold yeah who's fools, fools rush in because that's another one use right is it J-Lo? Hayek and
0: uh, it's maybe it's, it's it's uh, oh god, it's Chandler or whatever his real name is. And uh, yeah, is it J-Lo in that?
1: We should play a game where we just take like 40 of these rom coms with like the same actors that are always in all of these movies throughout the ages, and it's like, how well can you place who which like the male female lead in each of them? That'd be really fun. That would be fun. So, okay, I've got 2002 with a Metacritic 68, one more than a day.
0: One more than a day. Well, you, you, there's a number in your thing. That's fun. Two times a lady? I don't know. <laughs> 25th hour. Oh, I didn't see that either.
1: Oh, Spike Lee. Good. Spike, yeah, I've heard Spike Lee and Ed Norton. Good.
0: Yeah, probably very good. Yeah, I don't. Why haven't I seen that?
1: I'm gonna say these are three. These are three movies that I'm surprised you haven't seen. District Nine, by the way. I think I'm like you. Know, I, I didn't see it for years after it came out. And then one day I just put it on and I was like, oh, that was pretty good. This one also, Twenty Fifth Hour, was another one. Like, I don't, know, I don't think I saw it. Until it was on Netflix streaming or something like that. Wow. But it's it's surprisingly good, actually.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Uh, Let's do 2012 with a 69, (laughs) stripper and comedian as cops.
1: Oh, oh, uh, this is my next entry. Uh, Address for Funny Buddy Cops.
0: Yeah, yeah. 21 Jump Street.
1: 21 Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. Good.
0: Nice. You get to go again. Uh, Okay. Let's do 1982 with a 71, criminal and cops solve crime. 48 hours. Yes, sir. All right. The number thing helps me because I know I'm
1: a terrible guesser for some reason, but the number is really confining my thinking. Constraining, not confining. See, Jeff, constraining was the word I meant (laughs) to use. So I don't need a text with a link to dictionary.com or whatever you've been doing. uh 1975 with a Metacritic of 83, IMDb's 18th of all time, AFI's 33rd of all time. A lonely number to soar.
0: <laughs> Bad healthcare meets its match. One floor of the cuckoo's nest. One floor of the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, you can
1: go again. By the way, this is also top of my list of movies I will never rewatch. Never, ever,
0: ever. Yeah, I don't have any desire to watch that again, to be honest. No. No,
1: especially after watching Chinatown. All right. right. 1968, Metacritic 84, IMDb 90, AFI again, 15th of all time. Wow. Oh, yeah, the words. Before <laughs> year we make contact.
0: I like that you just looked at me like, guess, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> That's not enough. <laughs> uh, the, what year did you say it was? 1968. So before year we make contact. Uh, this has got to be 2001, A Space Odyssey. It is, because yeah, the okay. sequel I'm, is 2010, the year we made contact. Right, yeah, yeah that's good. I, I'm literally 68 was the clue that got me there. Uh, okay, I think we have like one or two more. So 2012 with a 95%. This one almost made my list, but I kept it out because again, serious. Uh, true story of hunting terror. True
1: story of hunting terror. I'm thinking something like Zodiac or something like that,
0: but um, I don't know. Oddly, oddly you're, on the right, you're on the right letter. The first letter of that is where you're heading.
1: Oh, Zero Dark Thirty? Yes, sir. Mm. I never saw that, actually. Very, 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 very good. Yeah, I've heard. All right. right, three. I got three to go. Uh, 99, Metacritic 64, IMDb 163rd of all time, AFI 89th of all time in the revised list, by the way. And my five words are, it's like I have ESPN.
0: <laughs> uh so I think this is I had this also. Doctor helps boy communication problem, the sixth sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you can go again.
1: Uh 1977, Metacritic of 90. So there's an interesting run. Like Sixth Sense is a Metacritic of 64, and it's not only IMDB top 250, it's also AFI. This one's a Metacritic of 90, and it's on no 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 final lists of any kind. Get Oh, get really nearby to aliens.
0: Close encounter of the third kind? Yeah. First kind? Third kind? Third kind? Third. Okay. The first,
1: because there's a whole thing, like the first kind, first sign is like a signal. The second sign is a communication and the third kind is in IRL.
0: Oh, cool. IRL. Like it. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I have two more that are both bad movies, but I put them out here at the bottom just in case you overlapped my Pong and you did on a few. So one is 2008. They're both from 2008, oddly enough. 2008 with a 48%. MIT students count good. What year? 2008. Oh, this is that uh, great book, awful movie, 21. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Did you read that book? Because I know you read a lot. I did read that book. And I, I actually, oddly enough liked this movie for what it was divorced from the fact that I knew what the actual story was I thought the, I forget the guy's name the lead actor but he was in uh, he was in across the universe and I really like him and I thought it was fine
1: I like him too I don't remember his name either I think if they had made it actually just not based on the book and simply that kind of like rift from the book into more of a straight up fictional whatever it would have been a bit better James Sturgill is that right John Sturgis I think. Jim Sturgis. Sturgis. Jim Jim Sturgis. Hey. We did it. (laughs) We know a name. All right. This is my last one. 1985 Metacritic score of 37. Gotta Uh,
0: spend a thousand squared. I have no idea, but this is going to be funny and I can already tell. Brewster's Millions. Oh, Brewster's Millions is hysterical. That's great. A thousand squared is very funny, too. Uh, All right. My last one is also kind of a jokey one 2008 with a 47 friend is never a bride oh this is
1: is this the one about dresses or something um yeah um 27 yeah that's it 27 this definitely. is just 27 dresses okay uh yeah. this is what's her this yeah she's in that movie she's in that rom-com rando uh generator Catherine
0: heigl right Catherine heigl yeah Catherine Kath- heigl with who with who in each movie yeah All right. uh, This one was a ton of fun. We definitely could have done another list. We might wind up doing another list at a future date. Uh, But next week, it's my turn to pick. And based on something that we watched recently that we'll talk about on a podcast, I would like us to do the top five that guys. Which guys? So that, guys, guys is an all-inclusive term, by the way. It's actors that you see that you go, oh, you're uh, – they're from uh, – and I saw them in uh, – anybody who fits that criteria, that's who we're talking about.
1: I love it. I knew that's what you meant. I just had to mess with you when you said it because as know. soon as you said it, I'm like, I like this a lot. I, 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 Oh, I like this a lot. There's so many people like this. I think uh, the interesting thing will be to not overlap. Let's see how – uh, how stretchy our lists can get with this one.
0: Yeah. What I, well, the reason I think this one particularly is exciting is because I'm interested to see where we do or don't overlap. And I'm also interested to see where we draw the line. At, is that a, that guy or a known person? Because that's mm. going to be, I think an interesting line for us to toe. but you know what? That's kind of the point, jer we do what we want we have fun. And I got to tell you, I had a great time today.
1: I did too. We talked about many numbers worth of movies. You All know what, them. this, what if we added up, all of the titles, and that's just the name of the episode. It's like episode. Well, I have Brewster's millions in there, so we're gonna have like 1,073,061. Well, probably not, probably, probably a pretty small number, actually, if you think about it. I like talking numbers.
0: <laughs> Jeremy's got his abacus out, so I think I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you guys go. Uh thanks for joining this week's Lo-fi Top Five. Carry the ten. Three is a magic number
1: takes three legs to make a tripod or to make a table stand it takes three wheels to make a vehicle called a tricycle every triangle has three corners every triangle has three sides no more no less you don't have to guess